Welcome to Zichru Daf Simani Mamre by Ram Gold Hand. Here is the Baba Kama Daf Yudches, the second parak Kates at Aregel. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara tends to resolve Rav's question if we follow the beginning of the breaking process or the moment something actually breaks regarding Sroros. Abraisa teaches Tanagoin Shei Machatin Dri. If chickens were pecking at the rope of a bucket, the Nipsakachev of Nishbar Dri, and the rope snapped and the bucket broke, he pays full damages. The Gemara assumes that the chickens' actions caused the bucket to roll away and break, yet he still pays full damages. The Gemara suggests that Tana Sumkas, who obligates full payment for its roros. Now this is rejected because the Bresa concludes that if a shard of the bucket shot out and broke another utensil, he pays only half damages, and it's an unresolved question if Sumkas concedes that half damages are paid for a secondary force. Finally, Rabbi Barabai answers the Kazi Mine Mine, the cases where the bucket is moving constantly from the chicken's pushing until it breaks from the chicken's body. Point of which Rava asked, regarding half-damage payments for its roros, does he pay from the animal's body, meaning liability cannot exceed the damaging animal's value, or does he pay from choice property without limit? On the one hand, no half-damages are paid ma'aliyah, for example, Karen pays magufo, but on the other hand, there is no precedent for regal paying magufo. A mission is quoted which states, A dog which took a biscuit from coals and went to a heap of grain, ate the biscuit and set the grain on fire with the coal stuck to the biscuit. The owner pays full damages for the biscuit and half damages for the grain. Now this is presumably because of throwers, because the fire spread to another spot, yet a price that teaches the payment is magufo. The Gemara counters that the case cannot be ordinary tsroros because Rebelez requires paying full damage as magufo for the grain, which is impossible for tsroros. Rava eventually concludes that both Tanaim hold like Sumkas, that ordinary tsroros pay fully, but here the dog did something unusual with the coal, just like Karen. Rebelez holds like Rebbe Tarvin that Karen pays fully in private property, and Rava explains why he pays magufo. And pointing with you, Rava asked, Yesh ha'adal at Tsroros or ain't ha'adal at Tsroros? Is there mood for Tsroros or is there no mood for Tsroros? Rashi explained before in the second explanation that this refers to normal Tsroros. But Karen Medamin do we compare it to Karen since it pays only half damages and should share the halacha of Karen to pay fully after three times? Or Dilma told the regal, or perhaps we should say it's a told of regal being common even the first time, and since only half damages are paid, this continues even beyond three times. Abraisa is quoted which discusses an animal which dropped dung onto dough, where Rebuta requires full payment and Rebelezer obligates half damages. Since it's Roros, we assume that Rebuta obligates full payment because it happened three times previously, and he holds there is mood for its Roros, and Rebelezer holds there is not. The Gemara responds that it may be discussing a first incident, and Rebuta holds Roros always pays full damages like Simkas. The damage is not considered unusual, and therefore Karen, because the animal is confined in a small space, this case teaches an additional chiddush that although dung was inside the animal's body, it's still considered sroros. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara tends to resolve Rubba's question if we follow the beginning of the breaking process or the moment something actually breaks regarding sroros. Abraisa teaches, If chickens were pecking at the rope of a bucket, and the rope snapped and the bucket broke, he pays full damages. The Gemara assumes that the chickens' actions caused the bucket to roll away and break, yet he still pays full damages. The Gemara suggests that Tana Sumkas, who obligates full payment for its roros. Now this is rejected because the Bresa concludes that if a shard of the bucket shot out and broke another utensil, he pays only half damages, and it's an unresolved question if Sumkas concedes that half damages are paid for a secondary force. 
Finally, Rabbi Barabai answers the Chazim Minei Minei, the cases where the bucket is moving constantly from the chicken's pushing until it breaks from the chicken's body. Point number two, Rabbi asked, regarding half-damaged payments for its throwers, does he pay from the animal's body, meaning liability cannot exceed the damaging animal's value, or does he pay from choice property without limit? On the one hand, no half-damages are paid ma'aliyah, for example, Karen pays magufo, but on the other hand, there is no precedent for regal paying magufo. A Mishnah is quoted which states, A dog which took a biscuit from coals and went to a heap of grain, ate the biscuit and set the grain on fire with the coal stuck to the biscuit, the owner pays full damages for the biscuit and half damages for the grain. Now this is presumably because of throwers, because the fire spread to another spot, yet a Bryce that teaches the payment is magufo. The Gemara counters that the case cannot be ordinary throwers because Rebbe requires paying full damage as magufo for the grain, which is impossible for throwers. Rebbe eventually concludes that both Tanaim hold like Simkas, that ordinary throwers pay fully, but here the dog did something unusual with the coal, just like Karen. Rebbe Lezer holds like a that Karen pays fully in private property, and Rebbe explains why he pays magufo. And pointing with you, Rebbe asked, Yesh ha'adalitzroros or ain't ha'adalitzroros? Is there mood for tzroros, or is there no mood for tzroros? Rashi explained before in the second explanation that this refers to normal tzroros. But Karen medaminale, do we compare it to Karen, since it pays only half damages and should share the halacha of Karen to pay fully after three times? Or Dilma told the regal, or perhaps we should say it's a told of regal being common even the first time, and since only half damages are paid, this continues even beyond three times. Abraise is quoted which discusses an animal which dropped dung onto dough, where Rabbi Yudah requires full payment and Rabbi Lezer obligates half damages. Since it's Roros, we assume that Rabbi Yudah obligates full payment because it happened three times previously, and he holds there is mood for its Roros, and Rabbi Lezer holds there is not. The Gemara responds that it may be discussing a first incident, and Rabbi Yudah holds Roros always pays full damages like Simkas. The damage is not considered unusual, and therefore Karen, because the animal is confined in a small space, this case teaches an additional chiddush that although dung was inside the animal's body, it's still considered tzroros. All right, so now we are Zimran Daf Yudches, and our standard Zimran is a chuppah, because ben Yudches, or chuppah, someone who's 18, should go to chuppah. So here goes. The chuppah on the farm was a disaster, when a chicken pecked away at a rope, causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break, frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, where an ox was dropping tzroros dung into the dough of the wedding cake. Once again, it's emotion. The chupa chupa, that must be run off. Yudchez. The chupa on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope, causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break. Which reminds us, the Gemara attempts to resolve Rubba's question if we follow the beginning of the breaking process or the moment a kli actually breaks regarding sroros. We try to resolve from the case of a chicken's pecking away at a rope of a bucket and the rope snapped and the bucket broke, he pays full damages. The Gemara goes on to clarify what the case was. So the chuppah on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope, causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break, frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, which reminds us, Rava asked, Chassinazik Tzroros, regarding half-damage payments for Tzroros, Mugufu Masham, does he pay from the animal's body, meaning liability cannot exceed the damaging animal's value, or Ma'aliyah or does he pay from choice property without limit? On the one hand, no half damages are paid ma'aliyah, meaning Karen pays magufo. But on the other hand, there's no precedent for regal paying magufo. A mission is quoted which states, the dog which took a biscuit from coals and went to a heap of grain, ate the biscuit and set the grain on fire with the coal stuck to the biscuit. The owner pays full damages to the biscuit and half damages for the grain. The more goes on to analyze this case. So the chup on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope, causing the glass under the chassan's foot 
to roll and break, frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, where an ox was dropping Srovro's dung into the dough of the wedding cake. Which reminds us, Rava asks, is there mood for Srovro's or is there no mood for Srovro's? Rashi explains that this refers to normal Srovro's. Do we compare it to Karen since it only pays half damages and should share the halacha of Karen to pay fully after three times? Or Dilma told of the regal, or perhaps we say it's a told of a regal being common even the first time, and since only half damages are paid, this continues even beyond three times. The more attempts to answer from a Bryson, which discusses an animal which dropped dung onto dough, Rebuta requires full payment, and Rebelezer obligates half damages. So once again, the chuppah on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope, causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, where an ox was dropping Srovro's dung into the dough of the wedding cake. All right, so now it's time for Forbalat Bat Chazar. Daf Yadal. So the simmer Daf Yadal is a yada hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. When a cow ate the juggler's fruit, juggler, that must be learned Daf Yadal, yad, hand. When a cow ate the juggler's fruit, he juggled, that was kept in a jointly owned chutzer designated for fruit, but not oxen, which reminds the more discusses the case of a chutzer, which is miyucheres peres veni miyucheres shvarim, designated for produce, but not for oxen. Since the oxen are not permitted to be rotten by the partners of this chutzer, the damage is considered to take place in another's field, and one is liable for shame and regal. So when a cow ate the juggler's fruit, he juggled, that was kept in a jointly owned chutzer, designated for fruit, but not oxen. The juggler realized he would get paid for the damage minus the value of the muzik's window he broke while performing his juggling act, which reminds us, the next Mishnah lists several rules about payments of damages. And the more explains each one. The first is Shum Kesev. Payment is based on monetary assessment. Rebut explains, Shum Zet Loyel Bekesev, their assessment of damages should only be based on the amount of money lost. So when a cow ate the juggler's fruit, he juggled that was kept in a jointly owned chutzer, designated for fruit. But not oxen. The juggler realized he would get paid for the damage minus the value of the mazik's window he broke while performing his juggling act. For the Yasomi who only paid their father's obligations from land they inherited, not metaltly. Which reminds us, the next phrase in the mission is Shavakesim. Payment is made with something worth money. Abrais explains it means that payment is only from Nechasim, Sheisha Machrais, meaning land. Still, if the damaged party went first and sees Matatli, movable items, Basin Govinulamahan, Basin collects for him from them. In a Bryce we learn regarding orphans of the responsible party, they only pay the father's obligations from land they inherited and not Matatli. Dav Tezvav. So the Simon Dav Tezvav is a fruit bowl because Tezvav reminds us of Tubishvat. Tubishvat reminds us of fruit, and we use a fruit bowl to make the Simon more distinct. So here goes. The woman who discovered that women are also high in damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be one duff tezvav, to bishvav, relates to fruit, fruit bowl. The woman who discovered that women are also high in damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's fruit bowl, which reminds us, the more brings sources that women are also high in damages in monetary law as well in liability for their murder. So the woman who discovered that women are also high in damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's fruit bowl was informed that because of Chetzinezekanas, which reminds us, the Gemara presents Malchokas about Palkaniska, the half damages payment for when a tum animal damages. Rav Papa says, Mamona, it's a monetary payment of liability. And Rafuna Bered Rav Yeshua says, Kanasa, it's a penalty. A nafkamina is where one admits that his animal damaged with care because one does not pay a Kanas based on his admission. The Gemara concludes that Chetzinezek is a Kanas. So, the woman who discovered that women are also chayven damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's fruit bowl was informed that because 
Chetzi Nezekanas, a court date was set in Eretz Yisrael because it seems her little cat was guilty of killing and eating someone's large chickens. Which reminds us, the Gemara says that since the halacha is that Chetzi Nezek is a kanas, if a dog killed and ate a sheep or a cat killed and ate large chickens, it's an unusual damage and we do not collect in Bavel. Collection of any kanas requires judges with smicha, which is only given in Eretz Yisrael. Still, if the victim sees property of the damaging party, we don't take it away from him. Also, if the victim requested a court date in Eretz Yisrael to make his claim before judges with smicha, we set a date for him. And if the damaging party does not go, we place a ban upon him. So the simmer daft is toes, and we often use an acrobat with large toes. So here goes. When the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, acrobat, large toes, that must be on daft tezayin. When the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, hopped onto the large jugs in Rishusa Rabim and destroyed them, which reminds us, the more discusses whether an animal is moored to squat on jugs and if there's enough kamina between large and small jugs. So when the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, hopped onto the large jugs in Rishus Rabim and destroyed them, to avoid the lion who was seizing animals, to eat them, which reminds us, Shmuel says, Ari Rishus Rabim, where a lion attacks an animal, in Rishus Rabim, Dars Va'achal Pater, if it seized it and ate it while it was alive, its owner is exempt. But if it tore the animal to death and then ate it, he's chayv. Since it's normal for a lion to seize and devour its prey alive, it's the equivalent of an animal eating produce, which is exempt as shame in Rishus Rabim. Tearing the prey to death first is unusual for a lion and is classified as karen and as chayv have damages in Rishus Rabim. So when the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, hopped onto the large jugs in Rishus Rabim and destroyed them, to avoid the lion who was seizing animals, to eat them. The acrobat saved the ox by dropping the Ma'ben Tamlamud sign on top of the line, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Ma'ben Tamlamud, what's the difference between the laws of a Tam and a Mu'ad? Ella, Sha'atam Misham Chatsi Nezek Magufa, only that regarding a Tam, one pays half damages from the animal's body, meaning the payment is limited to the value of the damaging animal. Mu'ad Misham Nezek Shalom Mina Haliyah, whereas regarding a Mu'ad, one pays full damages from the Aliyah, even if it exceeds his animal's value. Daf Yudzayin, so the simmer Daf Yudzayin is a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must be more Daf Yudzayin. The used car salesman from Yusakar and Yosef Motors, who left to earn Torah and lend out his cars, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan quoted Rabbi Shimbar Yochai commenting on the Pazak, Hashrechim Zori al Komayim, Mishalchi Regla Shor Praiseworthy are you who so by all waters, who send forth the feet of the ox and the donkey. This teaches called Osik Bator Gemilas Hasadim, whoever occupies himself with Torah learning and bestowing kindness, Zokhal and Nachlishne Shvatim, merits the inheritance of two Shvatim, referring to Yosef and Yisachar. He presents Psukim demonstrating that Zri alludes to Tztaka and that Mayim alludes to Torah. So the used car salesman from Yisachar and Yosef Motors, who loved to earn Torah and lend out his cars, was oblivious when a hog digging in the ground kicked up some pebbles that broke his car's windshield, which reminds us. The Gemara quotes three Bryces demonstrating that the law of Tzroros is a Malchokas, whether one pays half or full damages, one case being that of a hog which was digging and caused pebbles to fly and damage. Rava ultimately explains that all time agree that koko kagufodami, one's force, is like his body, and such damage is considered direct. Still, the rabbin hold half damage payment for tsroros was received as a halacha So the used car salesman from Yisachar and Yosef Motors, who loved to learn Torah, and lend out his cars, was oblivious when a hog digging in the ground kicked up some pebbles that broke his car's windshield, while one of his sons dropped clay pots from the roof, while another son smashed them with a bat. 
on the way down, which reminds us, Rabbi asked if an animal trampled a cleave but didn't break it immediately, and then it rolled elsewhere and broke on impact, what's the halacha? Basim Mikar, do we follow the beginning of the process, and it's therefore the animal's body which broke the cleave? Or do we follow the moment of the cleave's breaking and it beats Soros? The more I said this question can be resolved from Rabbi's ruling, Zara Klimarosha dug if one threw a cleave from the top of a roof, and someone else came and broke it with a stick, the second person is Pata from paying because we say to him, he's merely broken an already broken cleave. Since we consider the cleave broken at the beginning of the process, the damage in Rav's case should be considered inflicted directly by the animal's body and pay in full. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we mochokos to naim if its roros pay only half damages, one case being that of a hog kicking pebbles and damaging? That's on duff. Yud Zion. Good number 2. Which stuff do you discuss what one is high for a lion eating his prey and the nafkamina and how the lion kills and eats it? That's on duff. Tazayin. Good number three. Which stuff do we have the case of a cow dropping Tsroro's dung into dough? That's on Dove. Yudchas. Good number four. Which stuff do we have the Yusumi only pay for their father's obligations from Karka? Not Metaltalin. That's on Dove. Yudal. Good number five. Which stuff do we have that whoever is Osik and Torah and Gamila Sasadim, Zochel and Nachalas Shnei Shvatim, merits the inheritance of two Shvatim? That's on Dove. Yudzayin. Good number six. Which stuff do the case of a dog that takes a biscuit on fire to a heap of grain? That's on Dov. Yudchas. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss what the din is regarding an animal squatting on jugs and the nafkamina if they're large or small jugs? That's on Dov. Tezayin. Good number eight. Which stuff do the case of a chicken pecking at a rope that snaps, causing a bucket to break? That's on Dov. Yudchas. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have Malkokas if Chasinazik is Mamun or Kanas? That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good number ten. Which stuff do we have the case of a dog that takes a biscuit on fire to a heap of grain? That's on Duff. Yudchas. Excellent. That comes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Goldhar from Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.